Hi everyone, Chris here. And today I wanted to talk about that Pandora's box that is assessment. I've been working on a class on assessment and you know, it's one of those things where there's just too much to put in an eight week class, a 16 week class, a 24 month class. So let's open this Pandora's box and kind of see what's inside. And uh, maybe over the next few days we'll dig deeper into some of these. So let's see, the first thing that came out of our little box was that for good assessment, you need to have strong instructional goals and objectives because if you don't know what you're teaching, what are you gonna measure? Oh, look, that's, that's the second thing in our Pandora's box. It says measurability in your assessments and your goals and objectives within the instruction to make sure you keep the students on track and can document their growth. Ooh, and then instructional designers are often called on to assess the accessibility, assess the accessibility and, yeah, of the learning materials because you can make some good materials, but if the students can't access them, they're really not that useful. See, what else do we have in here? Oh yeah, instructional designers are usually tasked with the formative assessment of their design projects. So if you're designing a project, you need to make sure you get some assessment in there, some one-on-one -on -one reviews, getting with your subject matter expert, do a pilot test. Yeah, all that stuff. Let's see what else we have in here. Smile sheets. Oh yeah, everybody loves smile sheets. Um, yeah, the whole do they love me thing, which really, it is important. So, and at this point, we're kind of transitioning into the Kirkpatrick model of assessment. And Kirkpatrick laid out the single biggest and most widely used um, program assessment t tool out there with his four levels. And the first one is often reduced to smile sheets. But really, at this level, you're evaluating the reaction to instruction. Because essentially, if your learners are shutting down because they just don't like it, they're not gonna learn anything because they shut down. What else do we have? Oh, yeah, oh, I'm really into Kirkpatrick now because this one says assessing learning. And this is the summative assessment of did the learners actually learn what you set out to have them learn? So what else do we have in this little? This says, was there a behavior change? because there's a difference between knowing something and doing something. I, for one, know how to do a great push-up. I don't actually do push-ups, which is probably one of my problems. Oh, level number four, results. What happened? And this means at the business level, did, did the training you were asked to do get the results that people wanted? Were you training customers and to reduce call volume and call volume went up? Were you training sales reps to get more sales? And did sales go down? So there's that. And then here's here's the last one. This one, Kirkpatrick's fifth level. All right, I know he doesn't have a fifth level. But this is ROI. This is the one a lot of people forget. Now, it gets kind of confusing because ROI is more than just money. But, you know, if you're looking at things you know, it depends on the category of instruction that you're putting together. If you're putting together um, lessons for a summer camp, 
with eight-year-olds on inventing stuff like they do at Camp Invention, which is a great program, by the way. Well, the ROA, the ROI may be the happiness of the children leaving in the afternoon. And that's an important thing to consider. But chances are, if you're working in a business, um, the ROI is going to be money. So you need to make sure you have your metrics and your ducks in a row. Because even if you get the results you were looking for, if the training costs more than the benefits you're getting, then why do it at all? Or why do it the way you're doing it? If the e-learning costs more than the in-person training, why not do the in-person training? If the in-person training costs more than the gains you're going to get, then come up with a different alternative. So assessment, it's big. There's so much in there. And that doesn't even cover, like, how do you write a good rubric? How do you write a good learning objective? How do you build a good assessment? What is a good assessment? And how are the different ways you can assess student learning? Kind of big Pandora's box. So I'm going to pick up my mess here and kind of think about what are the ones that we should hit on in the next couple of days. And if you have a suggestion on what we absolutely should dig deeper into assessment-wise, let me know. Because and this is super helpful because I'm writing a class on assessment. And knowing what people find most important is very helpful because I know to put it in the class. So I'll talk with you tomorrow. See you then.